What do I do with my hands right now, bro? <laughs> Just give them at your side, Ricky Bobby. You're welcome. <laughs> That's what the last lady said. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry, and I'm not sure how this episode is going to go. I'm going to be very honest with you right now. (laughs) So this is kind of a different episode. I wanted to touch on something that I've not really had a chance to talk about just yet, and that's local bourbon groups. And we are super fortunate to be able to have this conversation around cigars and bourbon in Kentucky's premier cigar bar Jake's in their new facility which is fantastic super beautiful if you've not come here yet and you're a local you absolutely need to do that but we'll talk more about Jake's maybe in a second I'm not sure let's go around and uh, introduce ourselves first just so uh, so everybody knows who they are on the left you have uh, Andrew Rowe hi Andrew how are you my friend <laughs> man I've never better appreciate you having me on absolutely buddy uh, Dexter Murray. <laughs> hey, Dexter, you and I have known each other for a long time. I know. I watched you serenade Henry Clay High School playing Daughters by John Mayer. That's how long. Even longer than that, honestly. Are we going to bring that up now? Oh, God, I'm I hope sorry. so. <laughs> I was saving that in the back pocket. I knew that that was a, a good I, one. So you saw a lighter get thrown at me. I don't know what show. I went to two because I didn't want to go to class, so I went to back-to-back one. No, so I saw you play it twice. The the whole time we're going through the show now, it's going to be how many John Mayer song titles I can fit into this. Great. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah, That's perfect. what I want to hear. Yeah, like, Who's John Mayer? <laughs> John Mayer's dead to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he switched to PRS. Anyway, I'm, I'm Casey Bright. Hi, Casey. You've been on the show before. Uh Kind of, yes. You remember that, don't yeah. you? I, no, I remember it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a lot about being in that other room when everybody else was on the other side of the hotel, yes. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> and last but not least. Hey, this is Davis McClacken. That's my AKA. My other names you might want to know, you might not want to know, but oh, here we go. I've been booted off Facebook plenty of times, so <laughs> here you are. <laughs> Boy, this is going to be a fun night. I'm not really sure what, what's a... Uh, What's going to happen here? Um, what's everybody drinking right now, by the way? Because I've got this really good Knob Creek pick from, from these guys here at Jake's. I'm drinking some uh, Bud Heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Old school diesel. Uh, I, I had um, got a local beer, a little Wessex, low beam, New England IPA, and uh, the whiskey is a five-year Willet. Ooh. I'm on a Cigar City oatmeal and raisin and an 11 year. Uh, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> there, there we yeah, go. Smooth Ambler. There you go. There's the first one. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say All that right. F word a lot. Sorry, people. <laughs> uh, for lunch, I had some uh, 140 proof Elijah Craig barrel proof. And right now, I'm uh, double fisting Country Boy Cougar Bait and uh, Bud Light. I'm double fisting this Knob Creek pick, like I said. And a free Bud Light that was uh, 
offered up. Shout out Jake's for the free Bud Light. Yeah, that that was awfully nice of uh, Jeremy Kendrick, who's on the periphery of this episode. Before we get too far into it, I got to ask you guys, what have you been drinking recently? Recently? Oh, man. All right, I'll just tell you what's on my kitchen bar. It's probably the best way to do it. So I've got... Uh, Russell Reserve pick, which I always have one of those open yes, pretty sir. typically. Um, I'm not going to name which one it is, but it's, it's pretty good. It's Fight Me. Uh, it's one of ours. No, I, <laughs> I, I said it was pretty good, so it's obviously not that that's one. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that, that's the best one ever made. Um, I have Kentucky Out Confiscated, uh, Russell Reserve pick, and I have E.H. Taylor Full Grain open. Open my on my bar all the time is Old Scout Seven Year Rye, and then I always have a Fight Me open. So here you go. Next. Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm a known uh, Four Roses enthusiast, so I've always got uh, Four Roses picks open. Been been really enjoying one uh, lately. He's kind of a you big know, deal in Royale. the Four Roses community. <laughs> Drink a lot of that one. Uh, pretty much all of them, though. I just like looking uh, at lately them. the the New Riff Barrel Proof Rye. Been hammering yeah. down on those since I picked them up this week. So. Yeah. Honestly, I've been drinking a lot of Willet, like 12, 13 years, just like random yeah. ones when they were 120 a bottle. Those, whatever series those were, have a few of those open. Um, and then I've been nip- nibbling on a uh, 1942 Park in Tillerford that uh, the girlfriend decided to open up for a bourbon and water the other day. Weird flex, but okay. Uh, I just got a uh, 1979 Jim Beam decanter in the mail today that I am super excited for. Wait, is it is it the uh, left wing or the right wing one? Uh, you know, you said no politics. I know, but they have those in '79. So, <laughs> I, I know what I, I know what I got myself into. Unfortunately. Um, no, it's the Cornelia. It's, an elephant, isn't it? <laughs> it's the Cornelia City, California uh, decanter. Um, guy, guy was guy was selling it for like fifty bucks. Nice. I was like, how could I pass up a seventy-nine beam decanter for fifty dollars? Right, that's pretty good. They, yes, yeah. fair. Everyone enough. says, well, not everyone. I've had a few people say that there there's a few of them that are like blue cheesy, and that's always kind of scared me off because I'm. Blue cheese, gross. <laughs> gross. But I've had some old Jim Beam that's just rid- ridiculous. Like those old uh, bowling balls or bowling pins are amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've never had the 10-year, but I've had a few 8-years that are really good. 79 50 bucks, yeah, take that. Hard, hard to pass. Dexter's more of a bazooka bubblegum guy. That's my uh, favorite note to pick up in a Rick House when we're barrel picking. Uh, I think Eddie Russell almost slapped me the last time I said it. I said, oh, this tastes like... um." Big League Chew, I think the grape <laughs> flavor. And Eddie looked right at me and was like, if Jimmy was here, he would be pissed. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. So one of the reasons that we really wanted to do this episode again was because of the, the group that we have formed over the past couple of years, which has been mentioned by a few people, of course, um, is now... Pretty well known as well. Kentucky Supply and Demand. That is our local Kentucky Facebook group that has not just been a good hub for community, but for helping people out too and showing each other that 
we can support each other when when times get tough and everything. And I'm not. We won't get too heavy into the sappy portion of it, I don't think. But so I was not at the inception of KSD. I came into it a little bit later. How did Kentucky Supply and Demand form? Here's going to be my my opinion on how Kentucky Supply and Demand formed, but we got tired of the way old groups ran, and they were all for themselves and for nothing more than themselves. And we wanted something to be bigger than that. And Kentucky Supply and Demand just became a name that worked between like three or four of us, and we decided that worked as the name, and it became what it is. And then it became bigger than any of us ever expected. You know, you all want to start off as like helping yourself out until all of a sudden you realize it can help a lot more things out. And we started making money and doing things for other causes. I wouldn't say making money for ourselves, but once we realized money was there and we had bottles on, on, I guess the best way to explain is I had bottles that I was never going to drink or do anything with, but other people wanted and, that was the best way I could donate to better causes. So that's that's the way it caught, way it started, and what it started into giving more to the community in itself. It's the best way I can come up with without cussing and out being an asshole here. So here you go, guys. As he swears. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Davis. Um, we were in a, you know, there was another local S group that we were all part of, and we kind of just wanted to do our own thing, kind of be a little bit more tight knit. Um, more of a community than a group, I guess. You know, you have a lot of these groups that have thousands or maybe not even, maybe just like 900 people, but it doesn't feel like there's 900 people in the group. Um, And we kind of came to a realization that, you know, people, you know, pay money for a, a crazy amount of money sometimes for bourbon. And if you can use that to help people that aren't even connected to bourbon or anything, and, you know, doing a, a barrel release and selling a barrel and, you know, charging the three extra dollars to help, you know, a group of people or, you know, help somebody get a trailer or whatever it is, is, is pretty awesome. And um, sometimes my phone won't stop blowing up because of the messages. But no, I, I'm glad you mentioned the trailer. I think that's kind of what was turning point for me, because it was um, I think it started out as a group of guys that saw just a little differences that they wanted to do do their own group and it started that way and you have a bunch of guys that are trading bourbon to find the one that they want and then i think it kind of happened by accident and i say this because we're continually surprised by the results but davis posted a link he's like hey this local animal-based group uh their trailer was stolen let's see if we can get a raise it and I think the initial goal, I, I don't, don't quote me on this, I think it was like 500 700 bucks to help them buy a trailer, whatever the cost was to do that. Well, within minutes, it was well over $1,000, and we all just kind of stepped back and That's said, awesome. whoa, like, <laughs> that, that was way more than we expected. And every single time we have asked people to divert their attention from the bourbon folks of the group and actually donate, it's always surprising. It's always more. Um, and I, I think just from seeing those first couple things happen, we kind of realized, like, maybe this is a, a lot bigger than us. Yeah. And and the, and I just want to point this out. I had nothing to do with the origination of the group. Very honored to be a part of it. But it's also one of those things. It's like 
I've kind of people tell me it's like you have a second job. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I love both of them. So yeah. it's 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 transformed into something that it's been pretty cool. Just to add on to that too, when when Casey said about the the pause for the cause is who it was. They're a local group that does raise a lot of money for animals and they're a great cause. And I, I'm not really a part of them, but I do love what they do. But when we seen that trailer stolen and we seen everybody wanted to donate it to it, like. So not only just the admins want to donate to that stuff, and not even just them, but any other cause we've come up to, so many other people decide to donate bottles and and money and, and anything, time or anything else they can come up to just, just to be a part of it. And I think the fact is a lot of people really want to be a part of helping everybody else out. Like more more times than none that people are way more involved in helping than they're than they are not or being out for themselves right just to add on to that don't get me wrong we're kind of making you seem like we're some great guys i mean if you go to one of our social functions it's it's not pretty but <laughs> you know fuck a lot bro like it's good we love hard and we party hard i guess is a nice way to say it but um no i mean i think the turning point for me realizing was um when toys for tots thing um and I know we're going to probably talk about that later. Um, don't want to knock it all out right now, but that was a turning point when I realized, like, this is way bigger than what we thought it was going to be, but we're planning on keeping up with that. Casey, you were talking, too, uh, before we started recording about how KSD has kind of launched into some kind of nonprofit, and I think that that's a really good indication, too, of how a local bourbon group can be so much more than just a group of guys getting together to drink bourbon, right? So yeah. how, how did that aspect of it come about, and why is that part of now our, I would say, almost mission statement, or our, our, our identity as Kentucky's Supply and Demand? Uh, in phases. I, I think that when we started the group, like we had already touched on, it, it was about trading bottles, getting to know each other, but a, a lot of other groups are not locally focused, and the only time you see a name or a face is online. So the difference, and it happened in my opinion naturally to this group, is that a lot of us started meeting out. The first time I met Davis was at this bar, uh, the old bar. Dexter, I've been going to American for as long as I've been in Lexington, so that happened naturally, but then other members going out and meeting them to trade a bottle and then it's like hey why don't we just sit down and have a drink and talk yeah. uh then davis posts this link like hey you know what while we're here uh, since we're meeting each other how about you go ahead and tell us what you do for a living that thread took off and we have plumbers hvac bankers insurance all these guys and you see these posts where people are like hey who in the group does x and that was yeah. kind of like phase two to me. So we met people out, we did that, and then all of a sudden these fundraisers, well, it's not that you're just fundraising from people out of state and people that you only see online. You're fundraising with people that you hang out with. Yeah. And I think the fact that it happened that way gave it more of a foundation than, hey, let's raise some money for this guy's got hospital bills. It's not just that. Yeah. It's people that know each other, hang out, spend time together, and even know each other's families and kids trying to help other families and kids and based on that um it kind of was a no-brainer truthfully um I, again these guys brought it up wasn't my idea it's like well if we're going to do this why don't we incentivize it to where 
uh, people can donate money. It's a charity, and we can turn this into something that is like the next level up, and that's where the nonprofit came from. So, it's uh, in the in the rolling twelve months leading up to the event that we call Halfle Days. Uh, I think I tracked it. It was about fifty-seven thousand dollars that we had raised. Oh my gosh! Just in the first year of yeah. being a group, and I mean. I think these guys would tell you I had a goal for that first event of 10,000 and I really sincerely did not think that we would meet it but I thought it was good to have a target well we hit 20 <laughs> and I sat back and this is just like it I don't know maybe I should have said 25 we probably would have done 50 and I don't doubt that we can do that anymore so let's take that next step yeah so, for sure and, and to add on to his his Twenty or ten thousand dollar goal was the fact that there's like less than five hundred five hundred people in this group. So these are all the type of people that are just about giving. So everybody in these groups, in my opinion, are are, are above board in what they want to do. We all might be a little bit rough around the edges, raising my hand for that one. But you know <laughs> what I mean. A lot of guys really want to make things better for everybody around them. So yeah, it really is. It takes what. Well, you kind of see from the outside as a, you know, a, a rough market that's always just all about money for personal gain and things like that. It really puts a, a soft touch on it, I guess, where you start to see emotions come out. You see people, I mean, you know, we've had Facebook videos from, from some of the stuff that we've raised money for, people just bawling their eyes out and yeah. seeing that money come in from them. And, you know, just seeing that emotional touch, you start to realize this is way more than just about, you know, liquor and anything like that. It's, there's so much more behind it. That. And, and I know which instance you're talking about. That, for me, I think was the moment where I was like, this is a lot more than just bourbon. This is a lot more than hanging out with your buddies and, and having a couple pours or doing a tasting or whatever. It, it's a, a literal community. And us being able to share something that not only means a whole lot to us, but share in really personal aspects of our lives that I, I have not seen a group of guys and gals too like this come together in this way, maybe ever in my life, honestly. And, and you know, it, it was because we had a couple pours together because of bourbon that this actually formed and that we're able to sit here and, and have this kind of conversation together too. There's, there's a balance to it. There I mean, is. you yeah, can't for sure. have a fundraiser every week and expect everybody to just keep throwing their hard earned money and it's not affordable. So I think that natural balance that was found was we've got a group of guys that, that hang out. And then the next thing that I'd, I'd love to talk about is the fact that, we pick really good bourbon. Yes. We go to these distilleries and we pick bourbon and it doesn't just have like the logo on it. It tastes good. Yeah. And a lot of people that listen to this are probably going to be like, "What? Well, I've never seen your pick good because our members actually <laughs> open it and drink it. I mean, you don't see it online because it's not about the monetary gain. Literally the night that the pick comes out, you see 20, 30 pictures of a glass that has our logo and a bottle that has our logo and it's open and you're like yes yep. tell me what you think about it and none of us go back and look none of us have ever said man this is the best thing ever man this is the greatest bourbon ever we want them to do that yeah and it's really cool to kind of sit back and not not have that as the focus 
but as a really cool additive that members first get access to bottles that otherwise they might not be able to find. I mean, just recently we did a Buffalo Trace release. One of the better Buffalo Traces I've ever had before. I, I would absolutely agree with that. And, I mean... Butters is... You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I didn't even really good. try that at water because I hate Buffalo Trace. Yeah. I wow. literally just had the cash strengths and was like, that's my vote. And then when we did the blind, I was like, that, there's no point, like... Yeah. I'm gonna vote for it was this. seven to one every single time we fucking picked that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it that's the balance. So yeah, it's just the balance. You've got good picks, good people, good charities, and it's just kind of knowing when picking your times uh, and picking the focus of the group. And it's there's a lot of work that these guys put into it that they're not going to talk about, but they do. And everything gets discussed. It's deliberated. Nothing is just done. So. Just to add to Casey too, is our is our local sponsors too, or or local businesses we work with. So we've got Central Liquor out of Richmond, Kentucky, that just you know he's not going to charge anything above what retail is, and that that's a big thing for for a, for a store anymore. If you if you've ever been to a store, and then we've got American, it's got one of the best fried chicken specials on Wednesday, and they do their thing. I mean, you you're not going to beat their their food costs. And you're also not going to beat the bourbon selection they've got. Right. And then you've got Manchester Music Hall, who, who is, you know, one of the top Music concert venues, venues yeah. yes, in the city. And, and they're going to carry everything we go because yeah. they know what our mission is and they know what we want to do. And all three of them are, are like that. So I like Manchester because they get such a diverse. Yeah. I mean, they have Rat coming and they yeah. have, um, I mean, you know. Yingwei Malmsteen. Exactly. Yeah, I bought my ticket for that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be. When is that happening? Next week. Like, oh, June, June 5th. June 5th. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, it is what it is. You know? He's amazing. But, but, but we're, we're looking at the, the city. We're looking at the country. We're looking at the world when we get these people in. Like, no nobody's actually asking for anything in return except for, hey, pay attention to me and fucking listen to these like our picks are delicious. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, just to kind of touch on that too. The only thing I think you're you're wrong on is you've got to touch on the uh, the grouper fingers from Merrick too, not just the chicken. Amen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got to add the grouper not fingers just in the there. Chicken. Yeah. Can you yeah. edit Davis out for that part? Because <laughs> grouper fingers are way way good. But no, I'm yeah, I know we uh, prime rib special on Friday is pretty damn good. Oh, it is man. good. I know we got you know steak, serious which... with the donations and stuff, but we definitely. Uh, we get together and tie one on pretty often too, so you know it's. Man, even Jake's yeah. cigar bar, which we're where we're at, guys. Like I'm just gonna throw them out there to you. They, hey, man, they man. definitely help but us yeah. hook us up too. So, how did the first pick come about for huh. KSD? That was funny because you had, we were only a group for four months, and you got members messages like, "Hey, when are we doing our pick?" I'm like, "Come on!" Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's been. It was at the time. It was three months in. And you've got people saying, you know, I, we, we'd love to have this. When is it going to happen? All these other groups are doing it. I'm like, yeah, well, those other groups have been around for a year and a half, two years when they got their first pick. So we got it about four months in. Um, and to date, in my opinion, and these guys would probably disagree, uh, we picked the best pick that we've done to date. Uh, Fight Me, Rust Reserve, we picked two that day. Uh, the other one, my concho, is really good. Not nearly as good as fighting me, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, you know what? You just it's it. Let, you know what? I'm gonna let you talk. But you, you hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish. But <laughs> but it's just it was just one of those surreal experiences where I've been on picks before. Yeah. And I've done picks for restaurants and liquor stores and all these people, but doing it as a group 
it was, it made me nervous because I wasn't like, I normally pick bourbon for people that are going to drink it and I never see them drink it. But we were picking bourbon for a group of guys and girls that I knew I was going to get feedback. I knew I was going to hear if it was good yeah. or bad. And I knew these people, they were friends. So that I honestly think for that reason, it was one of the better picks because um, I felt like there was just a lot more effort. But on top of that, it's it's one of those things that it, it's just kind of a memory, and that's what bourbon is to me more or less than the drinks. It's the memories that you build, and, and I'll never forget that one. So To, to that point, yep. too, though, like you had two really good picks, and I think since then nothing has been subpar. It's all been it's all been at that same kind of standard. And you've always gone, well we've got now something to live up to. Yeah. And everything has been really good. It's not like it was a one and done thing. Well it is you pick a route. You come to this head in the road where you say, are we picking bourbons and putting a fancy label on it so that it goes for a really high secondary price or are we picking a bourbon because we know people are going to drink it and it's got to be good. And really early on, we knew people were going to be drinking this. Yeah. And if they sold it on secondary, we were going to call them out and make fun of them, and it was going to be funny for us. But it, but it just didn't happen. Like, people say that it's one of those things like they were maybe worried about selling on secondary. No, do whatever you want with it. Yeah. But it just didn't happen. And it, I felt like there was just a lot more context to, well, okay, like, it doesn't have to be a cool label. It just really needs to taste good. Yeah. And that in itself has kind of self-promoted. And if you see a pick and you get the opportunity to get it, try it. Tell us how it is because we're not going to tell you. Like, we're, we're not going to sit there and say that better be the best thing you've ever drank. We want to hear from you how, how you feel about it. I mean, it, there's so. been picks, like, where we've all looked at each other with the look like, all right, well, what's for lunch? Because we're walking out of this place right now. Yep. Um, but when, you know – when we go on picks, you know, there might be some live videos. There might be some that are pretty bad. Um, but, you know, people, when the picks are more than just, like, what the bourbon is. It kind of shows, like, you know, the story of the pick or the story of the group at that time or whatever. We had so much fun picking the bourbon and deciding which it is. I mean, there's been times where we've had, I mean, it was like OJ trial. Like, we're delegating and delegating, like, we can't leave until we decide. And there's Casey, obviously, is always the one that's like, no, this is, we want this barrel. We want Thanks, this man. barrel. And there's that. like nine <laughs> other people that are like, yeah. no. But really, we've never really been on a pick that there's like one person that's really disagreeing. It, it gets to a point where we all agree or, you know, we, we don't do it. Um, but... Yeah, I think that the picks that we've had, you know, there is, a, there is a diversity of what different distilleries and, of course, in the climate today, you know, what we can get our hands on. Um, yeah. But, you know, we've been, you know, we've been very lucky with the draw. Um, and then we've also, you know, we always try to take someone that, you know, when it was fight me and my concho, we took a guy that only drinks Russell's picks or yeah. wild turkey. Right, to add on to that too, we also only take people that have never been on a pick when we go on picks. Exactly. That's another point of our, our group is we want to make sure somebody new has a chance to actually pick something. So we've got a fresh face in every time we pick also. Yeah, so, you know, when, we, when it's gone on a pick, you have like eight, maybe ten people. You know, we'll fill, like, 
representatives from if it's Merrick doing it or if it's Central and Merrick or if it's all three, you know, Robbie, me, and Adam or whatever. But then we also say, okay, these two people can go because they love this brand's pick yeah. or their type. And then the other two spots are people that have never been on a pick or they are the priority. And then we give it to the, you know, the general group as kind of like a raffle or whatever. There's nothing more fun than picking a barrel of bourbon, especially at Wild Turkey, I think. No, I don't I don't I don't mean to to bring anything up here, but I haven't been on a pick yet for oh, KSD. <laughs> what what do I have to do to be on a pick for so, KSD? So uh I'll uh, I'll let you know my my first pick I went on was the Four Roses pick that we did for uh Victory Royale. And uh I got I want a raffle to go on that one. Yeah. And uh Man, talking about how much fun that is, we uh, we got the tour bus. It was uh, loaded down. We were we were drinking four roses that people don't even see anymore. The the way in, sampling that. Then we got there and you know we, we picked the the perfect barrel that was there that day. Uh, it's my favorite one. And, and honestly, like Casey said, being on a pick, it's kind of cool just because you're picking for other people that you're going to see drinking. So there's like a yeah. nervous aspect to it later that yeah. you see you're like, man, are they going to like it or aren't they? But then, you know, the ride home, you you go and you stop and get pizza, and then you you take your shirt off and ride the bus home shirtless and, <laughs> it's an and jam out to uh, to Queen the whole way home. I mean, it's home, an event. Know? Just the, the pick itself. Like the first time we went, we all showed up in separate vehicles, and I was like, no, like this needs to be a day long event where members that have never gone before have their best experience, and if they ever go on a pick again, they're going to be like, why wasn't it like that one? Right. So we do party buses. There are lots of samples, good restaurants, good people, live videos, music. It's it's an event, and that in itself, like, I don't know. It, I, I I hope that nobody ever takes it for granted. But to answer your question originally, like, how do you get on a pick? We we don't just like draw names out of a hat, and we don't just look and say, hey, I like that guy. Let's take him. Obviously, I don't like Andrew Rowe, and we took him, so it went just fine. <laughs> but it's uh, I, when we look at it, it's like, all right, are they giving back? Are they involved in the group? Are they going to social events? And we really try to focus on having social events often, big scale, like 100 people at a time showing up to these events. And if we don't see you there, you're probably not going. And it's, I'm not talking to you directly. I'm saying like yeah, we. It feels like I've been criticized for no, something. Don't take it that way. Don't take it that way. But, and this is probably a good time to go ahead and segue into that. But we have golf scrambles, barbecue cook-offs. Christmas parties, general gatherings all the time, poker night, see you all tomorrow. And it's one of those <laughs> things that, like, those events have become staples. So every year we're going to have a golf scramble, I believe. Every year we're going to have a barbecue smoke-off, I believe. And the people that come to that, to participate in that, that's, that's kind of how you get on a pick. Let me tell you, last year's Christmas party was awesome. Yeah, talk about that. Tell tell you tell your listeners what that theme was. Uh, well, I did not realize that there was a theme until I got there. Yeah, and that's I why was, I wanted you to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I was I will say severely underdressed. Harry rode the failboat. <laughs> did you fail to dress in a onesie? I did not wear a onesie. I had no idea that it was a onesie party. And so I we like to make it easy for everybody. I showed up and I was like, I mean, not like to the nines or anything, but I felt like I was presenting oh, myself in a, a pretty good way. Yeah. And then there's everybody in onesies like CJ had like a UK 
<laughs> UK onesie on. Hey, that shit I, I was you, like, you, what memo did I miss? This motherfucker had unicorns and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> and fucking jailbirds coming up to him going, what are you dressed as, Al Capone? <laughs> now, we had, we had a flying squirrel. I was a flying squirrel. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm sorry, wombat. And uh, we, well, I don't know. There was another wombat. Oh, man, wombat. There was, on, a, there was another wombat seen later that weekend, and that was not the same wombat. Uh, <laughs> no. It was the same wombat. He just happened to steal a bunch of shit from somebody uh, so else. If, if you ever hear a story, that was not the same one. But anyway, we had a Mario, Mario and Luigi, which was really good. <laughs> one of my favorite photos, yeah. it's, uh, I think Dan took. And it's, we're all on stage. I don't know why. And I'm in the Luigi onesie, and I have, like, a beer, and I'm about to chug that, but I'm ripping a pen as, like, hard as I can. And it's just, I look right into the camera, and it's just hilarious. Um, my mom saw it, though, was very happy. Yeah. Hey, all right, yeah, speaking of that, your mom that right saw a picture. Yeah, no, his mom saw a picture. My mom was put on the T-shirt that somebody wore to oh, the actual true. party. True. So you all just hush. Uh, and it, that was the coolest thing about it is an p- old-school picture where I had an afro, and I was sitting next to my mom. It was on a T-shirt. Old and I school, sent a text to my mom that night. I was like, hey, look, Mom. And she was like, I don't know who these new friends are, but I want to hang out with them. So... <laughs> I think that guy just showed up too. If we want to meet him later. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's <laughs> not allowed up here. Should we pull him? He doesn't have a red wristband. Oh man. <laughs> Should we Which pull is also why KSC is great because whenever we do anything, I don't care what it is, our members know and they're allowed to show up. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah, they're always invited. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? Yeah, what was the question? Uh, you posed a question to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. You posed a question to me as to what yeah. happened at that that get together. But anyway. Yeah. We had a Uber code for people to get home safely. <laughs> Which is actually how far we take these things. Because when we do a group event, we actually think about everything involved in it, which is not only getting home safe, which we've had people actually had Uber and Lyft codes to get home safe. Right. But we also think of how you're going to get there, what you're going to do afterwards, where you're going to stay. Like, hey, if you need a place to stay, we've got in the group, luckily... We've actually made friends with people that run a hotel. We've made friends that, with people that run an Uber or, or do a Lyft or, or whatever else. We've made people, friends with people in the neighborhood, and everybody's actually got that chance to have something hooked up by that. No, it's cool. It's, it's definitely a big part of it. And, and when you're going through that and you're talking about the events, I mean, it's, it's not like we, we hang out all the time, but yeah. we, we do the events to meet new members. And still to this day, we have new people coming in, and I meet them all the time. I have people that have become friends. I've got a guy next week uh, expanding my patio in my backyard, and I would have never met him if it weren't for the group. So it's just, it's been pretty cool. What is? I, what I, it is. I like that aspect of it, too, though, is that, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, that we're able to go, you know, hey, I have this bottle, but I want that bottle. Who has it and who is willing to trade for this bottle? And it, it's the chance for us to try something new or something that we think we might like, you know. And and that opportunity is so cool for me, too. And even if it's not trading, it's you know we do raffles or we do um, randomizers or we do the the um, the fireballs. 
I just like that bourbon is kind of what holds us all together. Bourbon is oh, what yeah. holds us all together, but we also have bourbon as far as like, you know, I've got probably 150 bottles open in my bar. Yeah. Like my bar at my house. Like I've got 150 yeah. bottles. And like I've got people in my neighborhood that come over to my house and they go, what can I try in here? And I'm like, anything that's open, anything. man. Absolutely. You know, that's, I mean, goes you come to my like house, that. anything that's open is what's allowed to be yep. tried. Like, nobody's yeah. trying to make money off of you, but occasionally if I want to throw some other for some money, it ain't to hurt you. Right. But it's yeah. what can you afford? Like, what can you do? It's, it's like anything, supply and demand. Yeah, and like you, uh, like you mentioned, the other good thing about it, too, is in that aspect is it kind of breaks up the whole uh, – creepy get stabbed in a parking lot on craigslist <laughs> kind of mindset to it right like you kind of feel like all the people that are in the group are are vetted you know them really well people like there's, don't do bourbon there's not anybody on, on in that craigslist. that you know is gonna uh you know throw you in the trunk of their car and you know, drive <laughs> off with you with a bag over your head dave may do that but uh it'll be for fun you know you'll be happy by the end <laughs> uh, of it. there's a good chance you'll have to fight him but <laughs> yeah. I, one of the cool things that I started this year with members is like throwing out uh, just private tastings, putting stuff out there because I personally wanted to remove this stigma that you had to have a thousand dollar bottle for bourbon to be good. So I've gone in and done blinds for the most part, uh, with the exception of a couple people that still haven't scheduled theirs yet. And we'll say, you know, like, all right, yeah, <laughs> who who's never had Booker's Rye? Who's never had? Pappy Van Winkle, who's never had BTAC, and line these series out, blind them, and every time the people leave and they're like, wow, I thought that would be this, or I thought that'd be better, I thought it'd be worse, and kind of just opening that up. But it also, I mean, I, I've had guys and their kids come over to my house. My wife knows these people. I, I know kids' names, and uh, that, that to me has been pretty cool. And just... I don't know. Like, instead of going to these releases for these large box stores and standing in the line to try to get a bottle of Blanton's, like, now when we show up to stores, we've got hats, T-shirts, hoodies, glasses, all this stuff. And I can't walk past a line at a store without 20 to 30 people saying, hey, what's up, man? And it's just it's just a good feeling for us to all kind of get uh, – what was otherwise a, a larger town and kind of make it smaller just with the group. Yeah. Adding on to that, like the last release we had, I believe, man, like I, I had my truck open, my pickup truck that's open to anybody wants to come hang out, like he's saying, and and we had 25 people in my goddamn pickup truck hanging out in the back and we're all fucking drinking and having a good-ass time, man. I mean, like... To I, touch on that, too, the the releases themselves are always a blast. Like when we go to when we go to Richmond and release at Central Liquor, we've got you know breakfast food trucks slinging uh, waffle breakfast sandwiches and and food trucks out the wazoo, man. Damn like, right. If it wasn't for them, we would cars do it around the corner. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's selling all out in ten that. minutes. I mean, it's a blast. Yeah. Everybody loves each other, and we all it's all Anybody a good time. Anybody can do a release and get people in line. You're right. Exactly. But we're always looking at how can we get this next level, and I guess like. I'm sorry. If anybody's listening to this and it sounds like the radio edit of a Wu-Tang Clan song, I'm sorry. but It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I've right. given up at this All point. Right. Well, I, I don't blame you, but no, I, good point. Good point. Like, even, our, even our releases, it's like we could just have people run through the register line of the store, and we've probably done that a couple times, but there's normally an event around that. Yeah. Because we want to meet the people that are participating in not just the uh, – 
the philanthropy side, but actually buying the picks so we have a food truck show up or we do it at a, a musical venue. We've got one coming up next month that's going to be downtown Lexington in a private bar that, like, you got to pay good, like, stupid money to get into. But these guys came to us and said, hey, help us pick a bourbon. We see what you're doing. And if you do that, we're going to rent out the whole floor to you for a night. So it's like not only can we sell it out, but what can we do to make sure that our members remember that event, that release, and that they're they're talking about the bourbon, but they're also talking about the release itself instead of saying, hey, how much did it cost? Right. Because there's just a lot more to it than that. Exactly. And you can't get people to leave them. You know, it's not, <laughs> they're not buying picks, running back out to their car and driving off to the next thing. Right. It's, the parking lot's full. There's other people trying to get in there, which, you know, we clear that issue up. But, I mean, it, yep. it's friends all hanging out. It's a good time. Yeah, the, the, the people don't realize, like, our business contacts also – they're not in it for the money either. Like, as, as, as much as we're going to advertise them because they are part of who we are and what we do, their donations might be the biggest, but they're not going to charge any individual member for what we're doing. So when we say these things, it's like, you know, we're just asking you to show up and have a good time. Yeah. Meet us. Meet us. And then you're going to be included in the family, man. Once you're included in the family, that family is, is real. Only way out's in a bag. I will say that this has been my favorite group to be a part of, really and truly. I mean, like, I'll, I will go into other groups and I'll just, again, be a name or be a little profile pic on Facebook. But I go into KSD and I feel like I'm a part of that family. I really do. Well, you should be, man, because the first time we met you was some unfortunate circumstances, but you know what? We met you, though, and what did we do immediately is we took your side and we understood what you were coming from. We made it happen. You ain't got to go into that, and I'm not telling you to go into that or do anything we got to do, but I'm going to tell this, though, is bottom line, once you're in our group and you fucking make a a stand in our group and you're well-known in our group, I got your back, man. Absolutely. Like, I'm not a little guy. Like, I'll make it happen. It's good. I might scare some people. I might have some fun, but it is what it is. He scares me. <laughs> he scares me after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up here, but I just want to say, first and foremost, thank you. Hold on you. before we wrap it up. Okay, all right. Wait. I got one question. So we got, we got a couple of random people that just walked in. They're yes. members of the group. I had no idea this was going on. Can we get a couple of sound bites? Of them just saying what KSD is. Oh, yeah, for sure. For hey, sure. Mark. Hey, oh, wait, wait. Did, did you know who that was when you saw him? No, I didn't. Okay. okay. That's hey. what we're trying to fix. That's but what I knew, we're doing. But yeah. I knew the name. But, yeah. Uh, there you go. Hey, Ryan Barnes, like, this is one guy that's in KSD. We just want to get a soundbite of what KSD is to him. Uh, I just think it's basically a bunch of uh, local camaraderie, buying, selling, trading bourbon, getting together, sipping some bourbon. That's my outlook on it. How about how about Jeremy Kendrick? K, what does KSD I'm mean to you, buddy? This, this, I'm about to say this scares me. I'm coming in. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Get ready to wax poetic, buddy. Good luck. Yeah. What does Kentucky uh, Supply and Demand mean to you? So Kentucky Supply and Demand, and I've used this analogy before, is my small group of bourbon. Like I, I've always I've used the analogy that bourbon groups are a lot like mega churches. You have that big church that they your church belongs to, and for me that's. Uh, uh, 
BSM, a Facebook group, which is national. And uh, then you have your local big church, which is for me, another local group. And then you have your small group of guys and girls that you really get to know and sort of do life with. And uh, KSD has been that small group of guys and girls that uh, love bourbon. Because it's, it's hard to get to know people really when you have several thousand people in a group. And smaller numbers make it just a lot easier to be more interpersonal. And they are the best-hearted people I found on the internet. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there's a fair amount of internet trolling that goes on. <laughs> but it uh, more than makes up for it. It shows you the opposite side of the coin, which you never get on the internet, which is yeah. big-hearted people um, who have helped out some people who really deserved it. And even some occasions where people needed help and just couldn't ask for it and they came out and did it anyhow there you go uh, and that's been some of the coolest stuff to be a yeah, part of for sure for but sure yeah they uh, and they i mean they pick good whiskey <laughs> and I'm, I'm a fan i'm a fan of good whiskey there you go this you all just heard from my arch nemesis mr kendrick and i didn't hear a word he said this i wasn't is, even listening to this him. is casey's reign of terror Man, I just, <laughs> sorry when he walks in the room, I just stop paying attention. <laughs> All those things being said previously, um, if anybody wants to uh, is involved in an overthrow KC plot, I'm willing to volunteer my resources and services. You missed uh, that. That's that that right? Oh. <laughs> then I'm willing to send yeah. out thank you notes. Get in line. <laughs> my, my last point on KSD, because I know a lot of people hear this outside of just central Kentucky. Wherever you are, if you, have, if you don't have a small group, like bourbon group go find it because it's really easy to get lost in the internet of bourbon and forget yeah, the people behind bourbon yeah the first person to correctly comment with the number of times davis said fuck <laughs> will win a, a, a free tasting that we talked our, about earlier in a the free show tasting and i've also got one of our picks probably one yeah. of the best picks i'm going to put up a uh Mm, one of our Buffalo Trace Butters picks, if they can guess how many times I said fuck. Unedited, not after he edited. So it's got to be the whole the whole. Okay, fuck you got to listen to the episode. This is just for Patreon. Then. Yeah, you got to listen yeah. to the episode, yeah, and you got to comment with how many. <laughs> the right. true true amounts of times I said the <laughs> F word. And, and Perry's, <laughs> Perry's going to edit mine That's out because I, I got people from the SEC and Fenner probably listening to mine, so... <laughs> So just edit my whole part out, please. Thank you. So, hey, I didn't Perry, know that the SEC had boats. <laughs> Perry, here's one of the pause for cause, folks, right here. Say that. Say that again, real quick. Perry, this is this is the one of the people from Pause for Cause. It was our very first raffle we ever did to make our name known. Hi, Perry. Sorry. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Great. So we're, we're bringing some people in who have kind of uh, come into the bar as we've been finishing up this episode to talk about what Kentucky Supply and Demand means to them. Uh-huh. And you're associated with our very first fundraiser. Uh-huh. Um, so what does Kentucky Supply and Demand mean to you? Oh, a great deal. I know I was contacted by a, a gentleman that I worked with to tell me that they had decided, completely unsolicited, to contribute to a trailer that we had had stolen. Right. So they had done a fundraiser to raise money to help us replace the trailer. And and like I said, nothing had, no one had contacted them or anything, but they had been familiar with it because of a 
um, a news broadcast. Wow. So, yes. I think, I think Davis has adopted one of the animals from the rescue. So he was, he was affiliated with it that way. I absolutely did adopt it. But, but with that being said, when, when she says she was never notified or, 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 or I forget her term on this, but <laughs> they, they asked her 15 or 20 times. They're like, are you sure you don't have anything to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to send Davis screenshots because they, they kept saying to Davis, oh, yeah, you and Joanna. And I was like, I don't know these people. I don't know these people. Yeah, we met they, afterwards. They completely, oh, fair yeah, I said they, they completely have done this on their own, unsolicited, out of the goodness of their hearts. And, and so uh, Davis was uh, gracious enough to go out there and give them the check. Well, the, the, the wife who all, who was and other people. I, yes, I was I, there. I happened to be there. But everybody else was actually involved. I just... I'm not really one for the, the the show, right? But I love doing what it is. Yeah, and we love you for doing it. I love you guys and for doing what go. you do. There you go. I think that about does it for this episode, though. Before we get going, though, and this is where things are gonna get a little bit hairy. Um, we ha- we have a uh, we have a recommendation segment called now, Davis. Steady yourself. It's called Tips and Bits. Listen closely. Say it again for him, Perry. It's called Tips and Bits. Tips and yes. Bits. Yes. And it, it doesn't have to necessarily be bourbon or whiskey, but something you may have been enjoying recently or something that you want other people to know about. So what kind of recommendations do you have for people this week? I'll go number one here. So my first tip, guys, though, is like when it comes to bourbon, like – Pick some good stuff that you actually give a shit about. But my bit about it is, my is it bit? Yes, it okay, is bit. Because I was getting it wrong the whole time, people. I can't help it. Like, apparently, I have issues with tips and bits. Like, I thought it was two, two or three, 15 other words here. But my bit is, like, when, once you pick that bourbon, actually give it a shot. Once you try it, wait a few more weeks after it's been opened and try it again. There you go. Because you actually might not hate it. Or there you, you might actually not love it as much. I don't know. I can't help you on that. But I'm going to tell you that bourbon gets better with age. All right. Well, uh, so my my tip is going to be, uh, you know, when it when it comes to, to bourbon and stuff like that, don't worry so much about the uh, the big name stuff. Uh, stick with store picks and things like that. Don't go spending all your hard earned uh, hard earned money and you know blowing paychecks and running up credit card bills and things like that, trying to uh, score some Pappy Van Winkle when you could have spent all that money on. Uh, Good, delicious Four Roses and uh, maybe some Miller Lite. Uh, no. <laughs> shameless plug. But uh, now the, uh, you know. Your other shameless plug in this, though, is the David Bailey with the uh, yeah. Bush Light. Like, right. Uh, we've yeah. also got a brewery within that KSD guy. called KRN Brewing Company. We've brewed a special beer, you know, so uh, be looking out oh for that God, to hit the shelves. Oh, my God, we didn't even talk about the beer. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, no, you know, do store picks and stuff like that. Uh, don't worry so much about. You know, trying to chase the big name things because they're not. I mean, they're good, but it's not, not comparable. Uh, also, other than that, you know, whenever you're smoking briskets, uh, just do salt and pepper, maybe a little garlic powder. Don't get fancy with that. S and P's the uh, way for me. S and P's the choice for me exactly. Uh, you know, you know, smoke that thing until it hits about a, you know, 190, 195. You know, let that thing rest in a cooler for a you few hours. Wrap her up. No, wrap man. Her up. No, 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 no need. Slice that bad boy. And just and go to town. Just FYI, if you were wondering, we're from Kentucky, so we know barbecue. <laughs> Dexter, what about you? 
I mean, my, my tip would probably be, you know, if you taste something and you and it really makes you go, wow, just stockpile a few of those because that's bitten me in the ass a few times. Um, you know, realistically, if someone tells you, oh, that's not the way to drink it, but, yeah, I mean, find what you love and enjoy that. Don't let anyone sway you. Don't let anyone tell you what's different. Um, now to Casey Allen Bright. So there's one quick thing that we forgot to throw out there is we do reuse our barrels. We dropped beer in two of our barrels in Maiden City in Cynthiana, Kentucky, helped us with that and helped us create two really, really good beers, so I didn't want to forget about that. And, and that's one good way to enjoy it. So... Oh God, I, I don't even know how I can follow these other guys. That's it's just crazy. We um I do this really cool thing at home where um like if I get home at night, uh, long day at work or whatever, my wife like I'll text her before I leave work and I'll say, Do it do a three shot blind. And I'll get home and I'll have a little flight where there'll be three one and a half ounce pours on the table and I have no idea where they are. Um, bourbons, the memories, bourbons, the stories. I remember bourbons based on when I drank them with people that I had a good time with. So I, I don't know. I, in my opinion, it's about um, taking the label off, taking the name off, having somebody else pour them for you, and taking the bias away from it. And we're probably not saying a single thing that anybody else hasn't already told you. But uh, blind pours, man, that's just... Uh, it's a way to go, and, and my wife's got even into it as much to where she'll, like, drop a couple drops of water in one of them and change it just because wow. she's understanding how much that yeah. changes the pour. And it's it's cool. Just to, to Most of the time when I get there and it's me and I'm pouring my own drink, it's one of the same things that I always drink. But we've just got this rule, and I think it would be a cool thing for people to try. Like, if you have somebody you live with, just – Text them on your way home from work. Text them on your way, you know, back from anywhere and just say, pour three shots of any bottles. Just go pick them out, put them on the table, and hide them. And let me see if I can guess and see what it is. And it's just kind of a cool little trick that I do to get my wife involved, get other people at home involved, and just kind of figure that out and spend time together. Because, again, it's just about who you're with just as much as it is what you're drinking. Caveat to that. I would no say caveats. You're not allowed to cuss in my segment. Don't open any bottles. Pour from open bottles. Right. This is like that part of Apollo 13 where they've all just given up and they were resilient to the fact that they're going to die. So they just lose it. And they just start talking about crazy stuff because they know it's the end. And this is, this all right, is real quick. Well, I love, I love you all too. I'm not entirely sure that I even have tips and bits this week uh, because. No, tips and bits. You, you got there a couple great bits in there. Tips and bits or tips and bits. That's right. Lots tips. of tips and bits. Oh, yeah, damn tips. Continuum was the best album from nips? John Mayer. I kind nope. of agree with that. Oh, um, but your body is Wonderland, Perry. Yeah, thank you. All right, Casey. I got a bit for you. All, All right, right, here we go. So you know the best way to capture a uh, polar bear? All right, you go down on the lake, you cut a hole in the ice, you lay a bunch of peas around there, right? Little green peas, and so you hide. And when the uh, polar bear goes to the hole and leans over to take a pea, you kick him in the ice hole. Hashtag dad joke. That was the worst joke I've ever heard in my life. I 
Okay. Please don't edit that. No, I would. I that would should be your cold that, open. That might very well be. Um, that does it for this week on This Is My Perfect Podcast. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you guys thank for, you for, for being us. here. This has been a lot of fun, even though it's been wild and crazy. Is there anywhere on social media that people can find you guys? If not, it's totally fine. No, actually, they can't. Um, it's it's kind of one of those referral-only things, and it's a closed group. But i tell you what we'll do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, when you go to post this online for your yeah. listeners, we will um, take the group from secret to closed. That way they can search it and find it and join, and we'll do that for the weekend when you release this. Yeah. How about that? Absolutely. Sounds great. For sure. If you want to follow up with me personally, I am at pritter1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow up with the show, it's at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find all of our apparel and merch at bourbonshop.threadless.com. If you would like to, and we would really appreciate it, you can give the show a five-star rate and review on iTunes. That really does help other people find the show and get more people listening to it as well. You know, tell people about the show. Help them find it, you know, if they've never listened to the show before, but they're big bourbon aficionados, you may as well, you know, just go into their podcast app and download a couple episodes so they can they can definitely hear that. Join the Facebook group. Uh, it's just called This Is My Bourbon Group. Uh, search it on Facebook, and you can totally find us. Uh, it's been a really fun little community that we've been building up over the past few weeks and then last but not least patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast uh for as little as a dollar a month you can become a patron of the show it really does help us out i know that a dollar doesn't sound like a lot but it does help us continue to do the show week to week month to month year to year and we would greatly appreciate it but of course no pressure as always that does it for this week I'll see you next week, though, on this show. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week again. But until then, I'm Perry, and this is my Bourbon Podcast.